0: All right guys, this one is um, a big one. I'm gonna invite my colleague Min uh, to join me to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Be here in a couple of seconds. Hi, Min.
1: Hi, Roy.
0: Well, Hi, this one everyone. is, thank you, Min. Um, this one is uh, scary for a lot of us to talk about because I'll speak for myself, I feel um, like I may not be equipped to fully have this conversation. And I still think that if we're going to talk about how to work and trivial stuff like how to send a forward intro email, we have to be able to talk about the hardest stuff because work is a big part of our lives. Um, So. Yep.
1: And we will totally acknowledge that I am not a person of color. And so today's big question is as a person who is not black or an underrepresented minority, how do I come to work and talk to my colleagues about what's going on today?
0: Yeah, this is a big one. I mean, I am am a white straight man who now has money, and I live in the most prosperous country on earth at the most prosperous period in human history. And I've benefited from so much privilege and, um, you know, every work culture is different. So I can only speak to the ones that I know, but if we're willing to talk as an organization about, you know, a natural fire in Australia, you know, men, you were talking about that earlier. We've got to be able to talk about this. Um, and in general, you never know what's going to be emotional for people. Like I remember... When I was a CEO running IGN, we talked about Occupy happened while I was there. And that was a non-thing or a thing on the news for some people and for others. It was like right in their heart. And that said, you know, this is going to be emotional. It is already emotional for people. And, you know, where I start is it should not be the responsibility of a person of color to bring it up. I'm part of a group, uh, like a personal support group. And we were quiet for a couple days on this and that was not okay. Those of us with power or who are in positions of privilege, you know, we have to bring it up respectfully and skillfully and thoughtfully either one on one or as a team. And for me, that has meant me trying to do it.
1: Yeah. And for, and this is all, within the backdrop of a pandemic and an economic crisis. And so the things can be particularly charged right now. And so I think it's a good reminder for leaders, founders, investors, employees, like all of us, that this is a time for even more care and like approaching conversations with an open mind and an open heart. Um, and to also where you can, if you are in a position of privilege, like to offer support, whether it's mental health or economic or wellness or anything like that, even just to each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think I have so much desire to give that support and I think I'm doing an inconsistent job of it. I think in some ways I feel like I'm still learning. And so, you know, in general we say this is not advice because it's only one person, two people's perspective but today's question really about how do you show up for your colleagues is about how can you be there for others and so i'll start by saying i myself am really still a learner on this you know i've had people who've told me i'm trash as an ally and i um resolve to try to learn from all of those comments and keep going and not to take the encouragement as a cookie but instead to try to be motivated for the right reason and so where i like to start is acknowledging when I don't know what somebody else feels. Um, I remember when my dad died when I was a kid, a bunch of people came up to me, like older people, like, I know, put your hand on your shoulder, I know exactly how you feel. I remember thinking, fuck you. Like, you don't know how I feel. Only I have this relationship. And you, I can't could have had them see and name a pain that they couldn't feel. And if I say that to somebody and I say, I don't know what you're feeling, it gives them room to tell me if they want to and to acknowledge my own limitations. And, you know, men, you're the one saying for some of us, this moment watching all this carnage in our country, it isn't normal. But for many people in the U S you know, the history it's with them all the time and the feelings are, you know, normal, if not the way in which this is all expressing right now. So it isn't just about this moment. It's about hundreds of years.
1: Right. And like the importance, the other important thing is that this is not a moment about you. This is about the community that is in pain um, and directing all of like the, like how, how should I, how do I, all of that into supporting them and not putting additional work on those communities. Um, I think that's also really important. Like this is not about you.
0: Yeah, I mean to center on others is a great practice, you know, in many times and especially now. Um, and I think one way to do that is to put in the work of learning, like read the books. We're going to post some links. Learn the history. Learn what's happening now. You know, do the work before you ask. Um, I've noticed many situations um, where people, including maybe sometimes me, have asked somebody who's a person of color about you know some aspect of history or what they mean by something, and I don't think it's fair to ask. Others who are already going through so much, you know we've got to avoid putting more weight, especially now on black and brown shoulders and um, I already mentioned not you know asking for the cookie of being like patted on the head for doing your job as an ally, and by the same token, you know if somebody complains that you're not doing it right, try to avoid defending yourself um, if you can I mean I've certainly fallen into this and want to get up and keep learning and um, once you've been learning or as you're learning, give, give to somebody you work with by caring for them and reaching out, give money if you can to organizations that are fighting the fight, um, give time. Um, somebody shares in the comments, treating everyone with respect. I think that's, of course, that's absolutely true. I think what's hard is that the ways we have often been taught to te- to be respectful of others may include assumptions about our culture, our cultural norms that may be, um, you know, so many well-intended attempts just have not been learned. And this is a time for practicing a skill, which is, you know, for many people, a new skill of how can you create a place to respect?
1: Right. And And the reality is you will probably make mistakes for all of us who are not in a particular community or minority Um, but we ask that if you have found successful ways to encourage those kinds of productive conversations please share with us as sources of inspiration Um, and uh, we continue to learn as a team and if there are better ways like we'll make those observations share them with others uh, and we are totally open-minded to hearing more
0: yeah and i mean i just say we're all having these big emotions now share what you're doing and it's great to have feelings right now. Remember that it's about somebody else's feelings potentially more than it's about yours. Um, and, you know, channel those feelings into action um, into doing the right thing. And we'll talk more about some of what we've been doing at Bloomberg beta, but we have a lot more to do and we intend to do it. And um, thanks everybody for listening. Min, anything else you want to add?
1: Uh. No, this is a challenging period for a number of reasons. And so we will continue to do these and share other questions that we get. And feel free to reply if you have others that you'd like us to address.
0: Yeah, I see George in the comments there. Um, and George, if you have something you want to add in, feel free to jump into the comments. We appreciate having your voice. We know that Min and I have a limited perspective here. So we're just sharing ours and trying to be supportive of everybody. Um, All right. More to come, everybody. Thank you very much and talk to you soon. Thank you, men.
1: Thank you. Bye.